The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I am Nick. JJ has some things going on this weekend, was unable to unable to record, but I said, you know what? I'm just gonna do a quick, quick solo spot here. Had a lot, a lot on my mind that I wanted to wanted to get to. First of all, what a what a first half. 58 and 22. Just unbelievable. I, I hate when people do the oh, compare it to a championship year, but I mean, this has been the most fun season that I can remember really since 2009. I mean, 2009, I was 16. I was going into to junior year of high school you know, that summer. And I just remember waking up every day and being like, you know, the Yankees have a chance today. And, and that's how I feel this year. Every single day that I wake up, I think the Yankees have a chance to win and I expect to win. And we all know, I mean, I've been accused, I think, of being a little bit negative, you know, over the past two, three years or so. Not the case this year. And, and that hasn't been the case in the past three years, when I was waking up in, in 2020, 2021, I was not expecting to win every night. And one of the things that I've noticed, the, the losses this year haven't been that painful. I mean, look at Sunday. Sunday, they rest Judge. They rest DJ. I think they had one hit the entire day. They get shut out. And it was like, you know what? We'd swept the doubleheader Saturday. They had just finished off 20 games in 20 days. And it really wasn't a big deal. I, I kind of shrugged it off. I was at a barbecue and had kind of brought my infamous outdoor TV and then had it set up. And, you know, most of the time, if, if I've had a few drinks and I'm in a social setting and the Yankees kind of lose a, a tough one when I bring the TV, I can be a little bit, you know, not, not in the best mood. And to, to be honest, this loss, I, I kind of just shrugged it off. When you think about last year, all the painful losses, I'll, I'll just start, start racking them up here. I remember they were a strike away in Detroit. In 2021, a strike away from winning and Justin Wilson. You remember that? That guy let up, let up a walk-off home run. I mean, both Philly losses were, were absolutely brutal. They got walked off in Fenway, I think at least, at least two or three times last year. There were so many brutal losses. I mean, I think we had 10 
worst losses of the year, if you will. And, and this year, the losses, again, they just haven't been, they haven't been that bad. I mean, they blew, I think they blew an 8-3 lead on Father's Day in, in Toronto. Um, that was probably the only really, really brutal loss that, that they've had. It's really been smooth sailing. So again, uh, JJ has some things going on, wasn't able to make it on, but I, I couldn't help myself, had to kind of get on here and basically scream into the abyss. And couple of things on my mind. So, you know, first half, in terms of first half X factors, I was really going back and forth between Jose Trevino and Anthony Rizzo. But for my first half X factor, I am going with Jose Trevino, just because not only what he does defensively, I think he's number one in framing. He's got a 2.1 war overall. So, you know, the defense has been there, but calling a game, framing, throwing guys out. Uh, offensively, he makes contact. And he's getting walk-off hits, really good clutch hitter, but it's the way he's handled the pitching staff. And Matt Blake gets a lot of the shine, as he should, you know, best pitching coach in baseball as far as I'm concerned. He's really turned around this rotation. But what Jose Trevino is doing with these pitchers, I mean, it's obvious. He clearly calls a great game. They're very comfortable. I mean, the jump from Gary Sanchez to Jose Trevino, it's been it's been monstrous. And look, I was a huge I was a huge Gary guy. I believed in the bat, the exit below, just how far he could hit the ball. That swing reminded me a lot of Manny Ramirez, you know, when he would connect and, and just watch it. But Jose Trevino, the jump from Gary Sanchez to Jose Trevino, I think has been a huge reason, you know, that this team is, is 58 and 22 at the halfway point. But Anthony Rizzo as well. I saw somebody tweeted today. I, I want to give them credit, but I don't even remember who it was. And the tweet said that since acquiring Anthony Rizzo, the Yankees are 97 and 44. So that includes the 13 game win streak last year, which kind of coincided right when he got there. And, and then this season, but I mean, I just think when you look at catcher and first base and you look at basically from, I guess, 18 through 21, it was Luke Voigt and Gary Sanchez. I mean, two absolute duds and you replace them with Rizzo and Trevino and, and look at the defense, look at the pitching. Everything has gotten better, you know, from having, from having those two guys. It's really been incredible seeing what's been able to happen defensively with them. And look, Rizzo's on pace for 45 bombs. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he's not just a glove only guy. And I know he's hitting 220. It doesn't get a ton of hits. Um, doesn't have a super high, on base percentage, but he he knows how to work in it bat. You see him choke up. You see him adjust. I mean, his swing on two and zero oh is completely different than his swing on one and two. I mean, you watch a guy like Joey Gallo, and then you watch a guy like Anthony Rizzo. You see a guy that knows how to make adjustments. It's beautiful to watch the way he controls the bat. He controls the strike zone. He just puts together consistent quality at bats, and you know he doesn't get a hit every time, but the process is there. Uh, so those two guys are probably my first half X factors. Now, second half X factor, to me, it's got to be Luis Severino. And I think you can make an argument that the reason, the number one reason or the number one player that this team has not been able to get over the hump. So from 17 to 21, my argument would be that the biggest reason this team hasn't been able to get over the hump is Luis Severino either being unavailable or ineffective in the playoffs. You know, 2017, pitched pretty well in the playoffs other than that wild card game dud. He beat the Indians. He, he pitched okay uh, against the Astros there in 17. 2018, he pitched really well in the wild card game. They won. He blew up in Boston, or I guess it was at home, game three of that 18 DS, and they lost. 
Obviously, 19, 20, 21, he's not available. They don't go anywhere. I mean, I could make the argument if Luis Severino is, is healthy and dealing in, in 20 and 21, maybe, maybe they go to the World Series. Maybe they do something. And again, 19, I know I just said he was unavailable. He, he was available. He was obviously hurt. That was, if you remember, he got Tommy John, you know, that offseason. So he, he wasn't really himself. I, I really think that if he had been healthy and he had been himself, from 17 to 21 straight through, I, I probably think this group has a ring. So my, my, my point is here that if Severino can keep going, I think he's got a 3.2 or a 3.3. If he can pitch like a great number two or even a borderline number one, like he was in 17 and 18 every fifth day, and Garrett Cole's dominating as well, that is the one-two punch. That's the one-two punch you need to win a World Series. So I, I kind of think, look, this team is going to go as far as Luis Severino can take them. And I know that sounds weird. Obviously, the position players are out there every day, and I'm sure most of you are probably thinking, oh, this team's going to go as far as Judge takes them. I know what Judge is going to do. I, I know what Stan's going to do, for the most part, a lot of those guys. Seve is the X factor to me. So if he can dominate and pitch like a great number two or even a borderline number one, this team is going to have no problem. Trade deadline. Going to see a lot of trade proposals and people go into that simulator or whatever it's called, and, and, and they come up with these trade proposals that they want to do, um, and they grade it out. I don't know who we're going to trade for, but I do know who we should trade, and it's Esteban Floreal and Miguel Andujar. The biggest issue I have with Cashman is that he's been unable to sell high. I mean, Clint Frazier had a chance to sell high. His value plummeted. Uh, there's so many guys like that with Clint uh, who, you know, you had a chance, had a chance to cash it out. Davey Garcia, we could have traded him for somebody at the 19 deadline. And people thought <laughs> he was going to be the next Pedro at, at five foot eight and 130 pounds or, or whatever he is. Um, but yeah, if you look at guys like Davey Garcia and Clint Frazier, they are clear examples of Cashman being unwilling or unable to sell high. And look, Esteban Florio right now, he's slashing 308, 384, 521. Miguel and Duhar, this is in AAA, obviously. And Duhar, 316, 362, 485. These are the absolute highest values that these guys are ever going to have, Esteban Floreal and Miguel and Duhar. You have to cast them in for something because clearly, obviously, Cashman has no plans to use these guys as regulars in the major leagues for the Yankees. I mean, the, the best opportunity that these guys get is they get to be the, the 27th man or whatever on a doubleheader day, Esteban Florio. And despite the fact, look, I, I think both of these guys should be getting reps over, over Joey Gallo. I don't think any fan disagrees with that, but, you know, Cashman looks at his computer and the OBP, the WOBA, the ex-WOBA, and, and decides that Joey Gallo, I guess, gives them a better shot. But if you're not going to have these guys be factors in the show, you have to get something for them. And I don't know who that is. But you can't just hold on to Estevan Florio until he's 27 and let him walk for nothing like they did with Clint. I mean, you got to get some for him. And Duhar's already 27. I mean, he's getting to a point where it's like he's, you know, he's he's getting into his upper 20s. You know, the older he gets, the value is going to keep going down. I would package these two together and just get whatever I can get. And you know, the the issue, one of the other issues I have with Cashman is if it seems like he doesn't make a trade unless he's guaranteed to win the trade. So. You know, obviously, Clay Holmes for Hoy Park, 
great trade. He he knew he was going to win it. He there was no nervous there. He doesn't want to look bad. So with this, I think with Andujar and Florio, you can't be afraid to look bad. If the trade grade simulator says that you know we gave up more value than we got back, whatever, get something, get something for those guys that's going to help us at the major league level. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Teams 58-22. It's been awesome. But they are getting almost nothing out of the bottom of the lineup. So one stat I was looking at a little bit today is isolated power. So isolated power is essentially your ratio of extra base hits uh, per at bat. There's 208 players in the league that qualify for this stat. Aaron Hicks is 197th out of 208. I think he has six extra base hits. IKF is dead last, 208 out of 208. And JJ loves to defend IKF, talked about the contact bad, the defense. I need more. I need more than 208. You can't be the worst power hitter in the sport. And to me, IKF, I I don't know about you guys, but whenever, like 2018, 2019, when we were playing Boston, and Jackie Bradley would come up. I like, and I'm at the game. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to get a beer. Like I'm relaxing. Maybe I'm checking my phone because I know this guy's not going to do anything. You can relax when a hitter that's that weak, that has no chance of putting the ball in the seats or even getting the ball to the outfield comes up. You can really relax and it takes pressure off a of defense. And I think that's exactly how other defenses are treating ICAP. I mean, this guy comes up. I haven't seen him hit a ball to the warning track even in weeks, uh, he can barely get the ball to the outfield, zero power. I know he hits 260, you know, but they're all singles. He's been average defensively. Uh, IKF really needs to step it up. Hicks, I'm not even going to say Hicks needs to step it up. He just sucks. He's, he's never going to get better. But the point is they need to get better at the bottom of the order. Again, trade Florio and Andujar for, I don't care if it's Hap, it's Benintendi. Get some bat in there that isn't 197th in isolated power. Just somebody decent. So that's what I would do. I, look, there's, there's, it's hard to nitpick. Teams 58 and 22, they're breaking records. This is the most fun baseball season that I've followed in, in, you know, since I was in high school, ha- half a lifetime ago when I was 16. I'm, I'm 29 now. This is the most fun I've been having since I was, I was going to get my driver's license. So it's been unbelievable. It's been a ton of fun, but you need to get more out of the bottom of the order. And I'll throw, I'll throw Josh Donaldson in there. I mean, just an automatic out against right-handed pitching. Yes, he's been good defensively, but yeah, if you're going to hit 220, have 18 homers at this point. I mean, 
the, the 220 with no power. I just, I, I don't understand, man. This guy killed us, killed us in Toronto, was an absolute force, came up basically every other at bat, was putting balls into Monument Park or the left field bullpen when they'd come to Yankee Stadium 2015, 2016. And he's a total dud. And again, I, I've ranted about this before, but how many times is Brian Cashman going to acquire a former Yankee killer five years too late? Again, Randy Johnson, Travis Hafner, Vernon Wells, Kevin Euclid. I mean, you, you have a long list as long as a CBS receipt of guys that Cashman went after way too late. And it's almost like he gets infatuated with guys that used to kill us. And, and look, it looks like Donaldson's the latest one. People think he might turn it around. Look, season's halfway over. He's 36. Looks to me like the guy's just old and washed up. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll shock me and turn it around. Don't really see it. Uh, just quickly on the all-star game, Judge is in as the top vote getter. He will be starting, I believe, in center field. Um, he's played more games in center field. I don't know how they'll do it, but I would think he'd be in center. Trevino and Stanton are finalists. I voted for Stan, even though I have no interest in seeing him out in the field in an exhibition game. But, you know, I've got to support my guys. Trevino would be awesome for him to get in again. What an upgrade over Gary Sanchez. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And I was wrong about Gary. Uh, that was the all-star game trade deadline. We just did again this week. Uh, should be pretty easy. Two games in Pittsburgh, beautiful PNC Park. Um, shout out. I know Dave. Uh, for Bronx Pinstripes, the Philly crew. I think he is out there. I think he's going to both games. So have fun, Dave. Look, it's a Jamison Tyone revenge game uh, tonight. If you're listening to this on Tuesday or on Wednesday, then he, he pitched last night. We already know how he did. Uh, Severino, it looks like we'll go Wednesday. Look, just, just, just win both of the games. I'm not going to you know, analyze this Yankees and Pirates two-game series here midweek. Just win both games. That, that's it. They suck. The Pirates, I mean, you think about some of the moves the Pirates have made. They let Barry Bonds walk at 28. <laughs> they traded Cole. They traded Glass now, that Chris Archer trade. I mean, they're just a dumpster fire. To me, they're the worst organization in the sport. And people love to use the small market excuse. I think it's a crux. They just make bad decisions. Um, you, don't, you don't let Barry Bonds walk in the middle of this prime. But great stadium. I would have you know, I remember when the schedule came out, it's like, ah, it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Pittsburgh. It's like a five, six hour drive for me. But I mean, people rave about this, this stadium. Uh, people really rave about it. I would love to see it. Um, wasn't going to happen this year. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday is tough. But for anybody who's out there, if you're listening to this and you're out in Pittsburgh, just taking a little midweek vacation. Enjoy. Again, I've heard nothing but good things. And then look, four games in Boston, the classic weekend four-game series in Fenway that they do every year. Always a battle, man. Those four-game series in Boston, they just, they are just battles. Uh, it's going to be fun, though. Cole, I believe it'll be Cole on Thursday um, to kind of kick things off. And then I would think Nestor on Friday, kind of follow the order, and then Montgomery. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. And then I would guess Tyone would be at the end there. So they'll see everybody but Seve. Um, probably in a perfect world, I'd like to see Seve pitch um, up there in Fenway, but not going to happen. Again, look, Garrett Cole, if you don't think he's thinking about that wild card game start going in there on Thursday, he is. Uh, you have to avenge that. He needs to go out there. So look, nothing crazy. You know, six innings, two runs. Six innings, three runs would be fine. Just, just don't absolutely throw up all over yourself 
on that Fenway mound. He needs to bounce back, have a nice start in Fenway from that wild card game. You know, Nestor, no concerns with him pitching up there in the atmosphere. And look, this is a chance to really bury Boston. I think currently, as we're recording, this could change by the time you're listening to this, but I believe what we're 13 and a half up, bury him. Just bury him. Don't let him get, don't let him get back in it. You know, you take three out of four. Uh, we we gain a game if we split, you know, nothing happens, even a split. As long as you're not giving them life, I'm fine. If we go in there and we're and we're 14 up go you know, Thursday afternoon and they split, that, that's fine. But if they take three out of four or, or you get swept, all of a sudden you're giving them that life. Um, in 1978, the Yankees had a 14 and a half game lead or sorry, the Red Sox did. The Red Sox blew it. The Yankees came back. We happen to be on the, the right side of that. But the point is, these things can happen. Um, you know, again, the, the Red Sox had a 14-game lead in July. In 78, they blew it. You never know what can happen. Just keep winning. Go in there and dominate. Uh, Chris Sale, I think, is coming back next week. Uh, so we won't see him this weekend. I haven't looked at their matchups. I'm sure we'll see Evaldi. Uh, they always line us up against Evaldi, uh, who we did beat on opening day. Um, but, you know, the Yankees do have trouble with him. Look, go four and two this week, okay? Whether that's sweeping Pittsburgh and splitting in Boston or God forbid they drop a game in Pittsburgh go ahead and take three out of four in Boston there win the week go four and two uh look first trip to Fenway is always fun anybody going up to Boston enjoy I will not be uh me and my wife are going to eventually hit every stadium in the majors but I'm really putting off going to Fenway I've never been to Boston um, for those that don't know I have no interest in people are like oh the history yeah you have to go it just doesn't do it for me. I can go see the Yankees play the Red Sox, you know, an hour and 20 minutes away at Yankee Stadium. Why would I trek eight hours up to Boston? Um, it looks crappy enough on TV. I don't need to see it in person for a while. But yeah, Yanks should have a big week. It's been an awesome first half, 58 and 22 here at the 80 game mark. Uh, enjoy it. Look, seasons like this don't come around very often. You got to enjoy it. Uh, everything is clicking. They're very healthy. Uh, and it's going to be fun. So, uh, follow me on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. You can follow JJ at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the pod at George's Box Pod, and we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.